When it was first announced by the 28th Māori Battalion Association they were winding up the organisation, there was a public outcry. Children and grandchildren of veterans took to the media to voice their disapproval. However, it's clear the decision was driven by the remaining membership of the 28th Māori Battalion, the vets themselves. I went along to the event in December. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, just prior to marching the banner in, I bring our attention to the fact that uh, the 28 Māori Battalion have a strength, a strength today of 25. Uh, today we have 12 on parade. Toreira, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Under the watchful eye of Colonel Nolan Rehania. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, could you please be upstanding for the banner? Thank you. Akira, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we can continue to eat, but at this time, just to ensure that we go through the formalities, uh, very soon we'll get Leith Coma to do the first uh, toast, which will be the loyal toast. At the conclusion of that, we sing God Save Our Gracious Queen, followed by the national anthem. Uh, I am aware that we have the Governor-General for a period of time. Anoreira, uh, if we can have your attention, I'd like to hand over to Leith Coma uh, for the first toast. It's my pleasure and duty to propose the first toast at this hakari this afternoon, and that'll be to Her Majesty the Queen, Queen Elizabeth. The loyal toast is, I think, appropriate at this time, given that it's the Queen's Jubilee year as a monarch. And recently we've had a very successful tour of New Zealand by Prince Charles and his wife Camilla, and the third important reason is that we have the representative of the Queen with us today at this, at this function. And I'd like to mihi to the Governor-General, uh, Kiakwe, um, Sir Jerry, Lieutenant-General Sir Jerry Mataparai. Now, very shortly, I'm going to ask you to stand and um, toast the Queen. But for those that can't, take the pie, uh, you, can, you can do the naval tikanga and remain seated. But for those of that, that can, I'd like you to stand, charge your glass. I'd like to propose a toast to Her Majesty the Queen. Kia ora, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, whilst you're having your kai, I'd like to introduce to you Dr. Monty Suter. Uh, we're probably all aware here, those who have been part of the 2-8 Association for some period of time, uh, the good work that Monty has done in respect uh, to the writing of the uh, book. Uh, for the C Company history in the 28 Māori Battalion. Torreira Kayakwe Monti. His Excellency, the Governor General, our esteemed guests, Ngā Mōrehu Watarutakau Māawaru, Ngā Iwi Kwapai Nei, Me Te Haukanga Te Atiawa Te Nā Koutou Katoa. Me Pehea Rā Te Whakamutu I Tēnei Wahanga O Te Kōroro Motorutakau Māawaru. How do you close this chapter in the grand narrative of the 28th Māori Battalion. As we heard this morning, the battalion, made up entirely of volunteers, was formed in 1940 out of a desire by Māori to represent itself in war. Six years later, they returned from Italy to a hero's welcome on the wharf here at Pipitea. There is an account of the welcome in the souvenir booklet and later in the program we will show you the, actually, the, the actual footage that was shot at the time. 
With their dispersal to their tribal districts, each man took with him the knowledge that he had played a praiseworthy role in the greatest overseas activity of which his country had been part. He had helped to establish the battalion's great fighting record, and he, with his kinsmen who had not returned, had done so at a huge cost. He also realized that while they had fought for the British Empire half the world away, their fight was also about putting Māori on an equal footing with Pākehā here in New Zealand. The 28th Māori Battalion Association was to continue the struggle for equality in peacetime. Formed in February 1960, we're in the Whadenui at Waitangi, a non-commissioned officer, Sergeant George Harrison, was elected as the inaugural president with Monty Sarank and Kuru Waka as his vices. Monty Wikidifi became secretary treasurer and Brigadier Ditma became the, the first patron. Reunions were organized generally every two years thereafter, often on Marae and mostly around Easter weekend. These were grand affairs, with many of the early hui numbering in the thousands. They were not restricted in nature to the consumption of copious quantities of ale, for there were always a heavy agenda of formal business to be conducted. AGMs covered a range of topics aimed at improving the welfare of Māori in cities, and at, at that time Māori were moving from the rural areas to the cities in large numbers. The veterans got to experience again the camaraderie forged in battle, allowing men of different tribes to form networks that might otherwise not have occurred. And wives were able to share their experiences with each other, both good and bad, that came with being married to a returned man. And we must not forget their children, many of whom are here today, who tagged along with their parents and as they grew up became their chauffeurs and chaperones. How will we remember them when the last man standing is no more? Well, they thought about this. In 2008, the association approached Tupuni Kōkiri and the Ministry for Culture and Heritage to assist them in building a website that could become a place to record and honour the battalion and its outstanding contribution to New Zealand. I encourage you to go online. If you don't know what that means, ask your mokopuna and see what's there because you'll be amazed what's on the battalion's website. This site, along with publications like the unit's official history, Ngā Tamatoa and Sawira's Te Muruatahi, are other forms of memorial that are av uh, available to us. But the most meaningful testaments are those that we retain in our memories from the accounts that they shared. I am reminded, for example, of the story of Hemara Opodi on the island of Crete, who in a fresh battalion of German mountain troops fell upon the exhausted Anzacs along the road to Suda Bay, which our forces named 42nd Street. How that private, without orders, got to his feet in spite of the German bullets ripping the leaves from the trees above and defied the enemy to come hither. Clutching his machine gun magazine as one would a mere and frothing at the mouth, he shouted, Kamate, Kamate, Kaura, Kaura. Then the remnant of his battalion, numbering less than 300, with bayonets unsheathed, dog-tied though they were, rose up beside him, joined in the haka, then charged headlong into the olive grove. 
followed closely by several hundred screaming Kiwi and Aussies, inspired by the Māori audacity. In that impassioned moment of desperation, the pride of the German army turned and fled. At 42nd Street, the spirit of our ancestors was upon them, and that spirit lingers still. And then I think of Don Stewart's account of the attack on saloon barracks in the Libyan desert. It was 4 a.m., and the battalion had been dropped off three miles short of its objective. The Bren gun carriers were sent out to watch the flanks as the, man, as the men began forming up, ready to advance. Then came a moment really witnessed in the threshold of modern battle. The company commanders had all the men go down on their knees for prayer. It was a touching sight, Don recounted. 400 men with heads bowed as Rangi Royal's words cut the night air. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. We may not have been a religious battalion, he later remarked, but we never forgot our God. At Saloum, the spirit of our ancestors was upon them, and that spirit lingers still. And finally, I reflect on the impact of the war on wives, parents, and relatives who were directly affected by the losses sustained by the battalion. How it was poor comfort to them that the rest of the world admired and applauded the conduct and achievements of their men after such battles as Tobago Gap, where the Victoria Cross was won. So distributed were the casualties over the length and breadth of martyrdom that sorrowing families could not see the honour and glory through their tears. Mrs Ngaidimu spoke for every mother who had lost a son when responding to the question, was she proud of Moana's Victoria Cross? Oh no, she said, I would much rather have my son. At Tobago Gap, the spirit of our ancestors was upon them and it lingers still. As we gaze upon this last image of the youth of the battalion, just a few months before their first battle in Greece, we see raw, happy-go-lucky, everyday young men, no different in appearance from a group of Māori youth today, except that these were thrown into extraordinary circumstances that we should never wish upon another generation. Only four of these boys returned unscathed. They paid a high price for our freedom. Their performance in war was a bold and fundamental affirmation before their fellow New Zealanders that their Māoriness, their Māori tanga, was the essential element in their self-worth. Our duty as their descendants is to ensure that you, that, that uniqueness, that Māori tanga, which is our inheritance, continues to be valued in this country, if not by all, at least by us. We must follow their example as they did in war. We must in peacetime continue to strive for true equality in this country. Atena, Atena, Ongatanga Takato, 
o Aotearoa nei. When the bells at the Carillion sounded the service this morning, I think many of us felt that our ancestors were again upon us. And as we gaze at these, these few veterans, this fond few, we see that its spirit lingers still. I've been asked on behalf of my minister, the Honourable Chris Finlayson, to present each of our veterans with a copy of the official history of the 28th Māori Battalion that was first published in the 50s. Our ministry has reprinted 3,000 copies and these will be available in bookstores through the country from the 13th of December. It will be retailing at $65. However, we've, we've managed to get some advanced copies and I'm going to invite our two members of parliament, the Honourable Parekura Horomia and the Honourable Tauhenare to uh, take our books to our veterans. Kia ora koutou. Thank you very much, Monty, for that moving kōrero. Ladies and gentlemen, just so that we can move on with the proceedings, as our Governor-General has a short period of time with us, I must say about a year ago I just was invited to chair the executive hui of the 28 Māori Battalion, and they were having discussions over the last couple of years of uh, how they would make an approach and when they would make an approach in respect to uh, the winding up of the 28 uh, Māori Battalion Association. And at that time, the discussion uh, sort of went, well, shall we go to uh, Parliament? Shall we request we go to Parliament amongst the MPs? Uh, shall we speak with the, uh, the Prime Minister and see if they would be available uh, so that we could actually do it there? But around that time as well, uh, then Lieutenant General uh, Jerry Mataparai took office and the eyes got a gleam into it and they said, Ehoa, we better write a letter now to the new Governor General because uh, this person is without a doubt the most fitting person to be the reviewing officer on our parade, our remembrance service and also at our 28 Māori Battalion luncheon. So without further ado, I'd like to invite uh, to the lectern, Lieutenant General, General Right Honourable Sir Jerry Mataprai. E te mōrehu o te ope Māori, rua te kaumā waru, e kuima e koromā, e harikoa ana a hau ki te haremai ki konei mō tēnei hui. E te kaiwhakahaere, Nolan, ngā mihi the surviving members of the 28 Māori Battalion, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for inviting me to this luncheon. And I do acknowledge 
in English, the president of the 28 Māori Battalion Association, Nolan Ray Hanya. And can I also make a special mention of Mr Arthur Midwood, the last of the 39ers. Tēnā koe, Arthur. As the Governor-General and Commander-in-Chief, and because of my association with the 28 Māori Battalion Association over the recent past, it is a great honour for me to, off, to be able to offer this tribute. And if it goes on a little bit longer than the timing allowed, I hope you'll forgive me, because after more than 70 years, I think you deserve it. There are not enough words to adequately recognise the contribution the battalion made to Aotearoa, New Zealand. In meeting Sir Apirana Nata's exhortation to Māoridom, that service was the price of citizenship. The battalion's legacy to Māori has been immense. Sir Apirana Nata's immortal words, and they're in the book in front of you, that they are an asset discovered in the crucible of war, should have a value, value in the coming peace, has been replayed and repaid by the veterans. From the battalion, a new generation of leaders step forward to keep alive the Māori tanga of their ancestors. Their post-war service laid the groundwork for the renaissance of Māori culture, tikanga and te reo, that we celebrate today. That post Service began on the 23rd of January 1946 when the 28 Māori Battalion aboard the Dominion Monarch landed at Pipitea Wharf here in Wellington. They were fated as heroes and they were welcomed in traditional style. Wero, karanga, hakapōwhiri, the tapu lifting and a lot of kaikōrero and of course a lot of good kai. It was a day both of both rejoicing and sadness. On that day, as trains carried the soldiers to a hundred welcoming marae, the 28 Māori Battalion, which had fought with such pride and honour, ceased to exist as a military unit. 66 years later, we gather again to mark the winding up of the association that has carried the mana of the battalion since that time. It is a gathering filled with conflicted emotions. Such is the reach of the 28 Māori Battalion to all New Zealanders. We are all sad. Though inevitable, today is a day we hoped would not come. I know it was with heavy heart that the founding members decided that the time had come to lay the association to rest. Like members of many other veterans associations formed after the war. They wanted the Māori Battalion Association to end with dignity rather than to fade away as one by one they joined their comrades <coughs> in the long sleep. While we are sad that a long-loved friend is passing, we rejoice in the battalion's legacy. We rejoice in the freedoms we all cherish. We rejoice in the honour of service they demonstrated and we rejoice in the leadership they gave us. As the mantle of leadership passes to a new generation, we are reminded of the whakatauki on the wreath 
that Captain Nutter laid at the foot of the Suda Bay flagstaff in Crete at the memorial service after the war. And it says, Hinga atu he te te kura, aramai he te te kura. When one warrior dies on the field of battle, another arises to take his place. Ladies and gentlemen, the price of citizenship is indeed high. Many gave their lives in the defence of our country, our freedoms and our democratic values. That ours is a nation renowned for its freedoms and civil liberties is an, ex an impressive taonga that we will cherish for all, forever. It is fitting that now that the battalion is standing at about platoon strength and we have on parade about a section strength, we let them settle with their memories of what was a great New Zealand fighting unit. Ake ake kia kaha e. Aapte hono tā tai hono te hunga mate ki te hunga mate. Aapte hono tā tai hono te hunga ora ki te hunga ora. Nō reira kia rahui hui tātou katoa. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this part of the program is a special part of the program to the 28 Māori Battalion. Uh, they were expected, uh, they, they briefed uh, myself and others that there was a time in the program that they would like to acknowledge, company by company, uh, the work of the 28 Māori Battalion Association. Uh, they noticed today that all the accolades and all the toasts have been to them and their fallen comrades but now they would like to take time out, especially for the association. What I'd like to do now is introduce you to Alfred Priest uh, from D Company. Uh, then we will have Rawson Wright from A Company to speak. And then from B Company, um, and also finally finishing off with C Company, which will be Nolan Rayania. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to uh, introduce to you Alfred Priest of C Company. Where I stand today is D Company, 18 Platoon D Company. And I'll speak slightly on, on the company. This is an error for us uh, because this is the end of, of uh, our, our great company, which uh, uh, went from uh, all of South Island, the Chatham Island, Stewart Island, and uh, right up to the King Country and up to Mahia Peninsula. Uh, three platoons which uh, I'm very protective because I had the privilege of commanding three of them. And many of the, uh, uh, so I, I knew the strength of our men. I knew their, uh, uh, their, their values. And uh, I, uh, there were men that also watched, took the front on. And not only did that, they watched your back, which is very important when you're in the front line. I, I'm not, uh, I'll leave it at that. But I'd like to say this, this is, 18 platoon, where I stand, D Company. I'm very proud of you. Now, uh, our strength, of course, in our company, our strength was, was our, our managing uh, ability to manage well. And it is just, uh, as I say, the, the, uh, our, our association with a background uh, of... Uh, from uh, Tipuni Kokeri, the, with their culture and their, and their strength, and their uh, uh, personnel, 
who uh, did the work for us. Uh, cl class management by uh, 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 Harmia Fraser is something which is uh, uh, we're very proud of. And without her, uh, we probably wouldn't be here today. And the, uh, and the leadership of Matt Depo. Uh, that is very, very, very important to us. And uh, <laughs> I just also like to remember those great men that we left behind. Thank you all indeed for your being here today. And it, it's a great pleasure for me to stand on part of D Company's uh, platoon. Uh, kia ora, Alfred. Uh, we've got another ex-officer who's going to be standing up on behalf of B Company, Aubrey Bowser, uh, to thank the association on behalf of B Company. Uh, Aubrey Bowser, after service, uh, he continued with the territorials and he ended up as a lieutenant colonel. Oh, he corrected me, a full colonel. Um, I am... Uh, I think one of the last, I am the last surviving officer from the Maori Battalion, and I was a B Company, a penny diver, and I've got to be quite honest, I was a penny diver, I was born in Waka, and I dived for pennies as a kid. <laughs> in those days, uh, a penny was, it was a lot of money. Uh, but I, I wish to thank the association on, on behalf of B Company. Um, we, well, one thing that always upset me at Casino, there used to be a lot of um, messages passed over the air, and the, and the Maoris, of course, we always spoke in Maori. And uh, the American, Americans really upset us. Uh, there was a message came over the air, for God's sake, get up and say, say your bloody message before these kahuri bastards come over. <laughs> and kahuri being in, uh, normally you said over, but the Maoris always said kahuri. And that's how we got the name Kauri, uh, Gentleman of Doubtful Parentage. Um, but I would like to thank the association for the support that they've given uh, the Maori Battalion and also my company. I have nothing more to say. Thank you. Uh, this was a favourite song in uh, Italy. They were the most gorgeous girls in the world and, of course, uh, young. And, uh, and, and they, they loved the Maori boys. <laughs> Because we were such fine-looking blokes and gentlemen. <laughs> so this is a uh, Italian song. Buona notte, mi amore. Buona notte, mio cuore. Sogno su ti me faci. Sogno sole di me. Buona notte, mio amore, chi vedremo domani per tornare più felice del qua? Buona notte, mio amore. The recording you've just heard was at the ceremony winding up the 28th Māori Battalion Association held at Pipitia Marae Wellington, last December. It included Governor-General Jerry Matiparai, Matipo, Leith Coma, Monte Suta and veterans 
Aubrey Belzer and Nolan Raihania.